welcome to the Esports Report. This is your host, Will Nix, and his co-host, Ashley Hodge. Welcome, Ashley. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? It's going. We're talking esports today, people, and we're talking all about it. We looked out there and found out not people are talking about esports, and we don't know why. Specifically high school esports for some reason, which is kind of weird. Because it's well, one of... It was kind of odd to me that we couldn't find it at all. I mean, that many shows at all. Mm-hmm. Especially as big and growing as fast as esports is. I think we're the ones to cover it. Actually, why are we the ones to cover esports? <laughs> well, a little background information about me. I've been with esports since 2017, I think, is when we got started, right? Right. Yeah, 2017. Uh, I'm a play versus super coach. I am a member of the GHSA Esports Advisory Board, and I'm a member of the Riot Scholastic uh, Scholastic Space of America, RSAA, and I know I messed that up, but I'm also a board member on that. I'm also currently writing a dissertation about esports, so I would I would dare label myself as an esports academic at this point. Hey, <laughs> I, I have no problem with any of your qualifications there. I also have been around since... 2016, 2017, right before the season started, kind of getting pushed in since season zero. And I happen to be a two-time state champion Rocket League coach. You knew I was going to throw that in there. You know? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Got to have something you're proud of. Um, I also did a lot of research on gaming and literature and uh, academic, the academic values of gaming. So when esports came along, I was like, all right, especially in high schools, let's put, let's put some practice to work. Welcome back to the Esports Report. We're talking about Georgia High School Esports today. And Ashley, tell us me about your experience getting esports started. All right. Well, in 2017, I was in a very large school in South Georgia. And our AD got an email about having esports as an official sport. And I can tell you that everybody kind of treated it like it was a joke, like video games as a sport. Like, what is that? What are people thinking? Um, I was very excited because I was a gamer in the 90s and I was an amateur competitive esports player with Call of Duty and League of Legends. So I I jumped all over that. So I applied. Um, I actually had to go in front of our board of education and justify not only why I was good for the position, but why we should even have it to begin with, which I really was not prepared for. I just thought I was interviewing to be a coach. And I think what really got them to see esports as valid as I told him about the money that I personally had won that helped me go to college. And then I also told them there's a large group of students who just don't participate in extracurricular activities, you know, for a variety of reasons, maybe physically they can't or just, you know, circumstances like that. So esports really helped like touch or reach those kids that might not be involved in any kind of school sport or community otherwise. So I think that was like a really big push that I did. And uh, I've been doing it ever since. That's fascinating. You know, it was very different at my school. Um, I'm still at the same school there and a little North Georgia mountain school there, but it was, it was more of a, our AD sent out all the new listings that year for new sports that were coming on board. Like bowling was coming and bass fishing was on its way. There, then there was esports, and the current person who was going to probably do it had just left. So I took over a computer science position. And I, and they were like, well, would you like to do it? I'm like, I'll try it. I've never played League of Legends at the time. I've played now. I you know, have a little more experience with it. And that was the only sport being offered at the time. 
And it was very much a, yeah, go do it. I wasn't being paid. Uh, it was very much a volunteer position. Um, I gave it a try and got to know a few people at PlayVS because I immediately got in touch with them because that's what I do. And a shout out to our boy Adrian, who, who, who got us all involved with this. He really, he really did. Who's no longer with PlayVS. Not in a bad way or anything wrong with that, but he's no longer with PlayVS. But really was my right-hand person for getting us started. Mm-hmm. I do miss Adrian. He bought my group pizzas for the end of the year for an end of the year party. I mean, and it wasn't cheap. He went out and got us some good pizzas. It wasn't like some little Caesars here. He <laughs> it, was, it was that premium pizza. It was a premium pizza. We went and got some. It's I Heart New York. So, you know, that was, you know, it was just something new. And guys, we all had a good time. And, and what really appealed for me was that this was a sport for anybody. This, this wasn't, you know, you had to have trained. Well, I'll get into that in a minute. You didn't have to really have training for years. You didn't have to have, you know, all this expensive equipment at first. But you did have to have some basics. And anyone could play. Guys, girls, whatever. And they had a good variety of games coming out in the future. Hey, guys. Yeah, so talking about Rocket League, and when it was added, it was kind of fun, you know, you know, game-changing for me. And I hate to use that term because it's so <laughs> bad for eSports game-changing. But we, we kept getting new games. And... The one that really shocked me that because it didn't do well was Smite. Um, because to me, it was the newer version of League of Legends. And I'm not taking off any way from League of Legends. It was just League of Legends was an older game. It's been around, what, since 2008? 2009, I think, is when it came out. So it's okay, like over 10 years old. Right. And so it's here it is, an older game. I thought, okay, Smite, it's the newer game. It's going to have a little bit more fan base. I had a really hard time getting anybody for Smite. Yeah, none of my kids really wanted to play Smite either. And that's probably because I was also a little biased. I'm like, listen, if you're going to play a MOBA, it might as well be League of Legends because that's where that's where the scholarships are. That's where the money is. Now, there was a third game. There was another game that didn't quite make. It was going to launch and it was another MOBA. What do you remember what that game was? I really don't. (laughs) No one does. We had so many games. Well, it was one based out of I remember it was based out of Atlanta. And it was supposed to be the next big thing. And then the company collapsed all of a sudden. And they had it and they had to yank it. And we would see this with PlayVS in the future. Because, I mean, PlayVS was, it was the wild, wild west of esports at the beginning. Let's just be honest. And PlayVS did provide some organization. But at the same time, you can only organize gamers so much. I think it's like that in the gaming industry in general, based off my conversations with, with people on the committees. It does seem like it's still like the Wild West. Like, it's just bizarre. Like, you're just, it's based on luck if you make it or not at this point. Right. And I think a lot of it is that when you're trying to pursue the monetized side of it, you're trying to find games that are popular. But then you're trying to get licensing right so you can advertise it. It's not like the old tournament days, like you talk about in the 90s or even the 80s, where, you know, your store would just throw up a sign saying, hey, Madden tournament, or hey, Halo tournament, or hey, Yeah, uh, playing a little loosey goosey with copyright. Those were the good old days. <laughs> they were. I mean, you walk into a tournament, win a hundred bucks, walk out the door, get your free T-shirt. You know, whatever you're doing. Um, as someone who gamed in arcades back in you know back in the day. And yeah, now it um, feels like there's just a lot involved. Like with esports, you know, most gamers, most teenage gamers. I think are male. I think it's safe to say that a majority of gamers are still male based off my personal experiences that I've had. Now, females are growing. Oh, definitely. I think it's also depends on the game. 
I was going to say like first person shooters are very popular. That's what people want to play. But as high school organizations, we cannot play those. Yeah, and boy, is that hard to explain to people. We can talk about that in a later episode. We probably will just make that an episode about why that argument um, just needs to be revisited. Like, I think it, I think what we need to do is have a, a a a strong debate and show people the pros and cons of both. And there are pros and cons, and people don't want to admit to the cons because we're gamers and we don't see them. But there are cons. Mm-hmm. So as long as we we present it both ways, and that's part of the esports report is what we want to do is educate. And we want to inform it. We definitely want to entertain. I'm here to make you laugh. And there are so many esports stories out there that are just crazy. And a shout out to our fellow advisory council members, you know, out there who are trying to bring some positive changes for good and for bad to esports. So we'll have we'll have some of them on for sure. We'll put them in the crosshairs. We'll have a crosshairs segment where it's like, hey, rapid fire questions. Here you go. Um, but to go back to play VS for a minute and, and be in the history of esports and GHSA, um, we've got some really good partners um, with the GHSA. Uh, Tanya, and we'll give her a shout out real quick, has done a wonderful job of keeping us informed, allowing an advisory committee, something that is not done for every sport. I don't know. I don't know how many of our colleagues realize that we're kind of privileged in that sense to be able to do something like that. It is very nice. Um, to be able to have input like hey this is what we want this is kind of what we're seeing this is why this doesn't work and like you said I don't think a lot of sports really have that that opportunity as a former soccer coach getting the edicts from the GHSA you shall do these things (laughs) just you know yes yes mighty GHSA we shall do these things (laughs) and play versus I'll say they're very smart because currently there are three like official programs that do esports for high schools. There's the high school esports league, there's play versus, and then there's the national association. I always forget the name. National association of something, 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 something. Of not being used. (laughs) Uh, Play versus though was very smart because they partnered with state athletic organizations and And became. And the national athletic organization, the NFHSA, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. National Federation of high schools. They got out, got on board with them and, they knew exactly where to go because without their sanctioning, there was, there was no local sanctioning going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the, another issue that we're having today is we still have coaches and gamers out there who think, well, they've allowed this game so we can play X game. Because my favorite question is, is are we going to play enter your favorite game name? <laughs> is that going to be eSport? If you would allow enter your favorite game name, I would play. I'm going, not up to me, bruh. <laughs> I do I do get very tired of that question. Each season when I'm getting ready to sign up, I'll have students come to me, well, if you played this game or this game, I would join. And it's like I have no control over what games we play. Like I just no. don't like not, a, not at all. <laughs> no. And it's it's fascinating. About the number of kids if the, I mean, you know, we talk about smart, bright Let's talk about one of our the funniest moments as being an esports coach, at least for me. And let's say that the, the, that dark word, which is Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. Oh, one of the few one of the few major bungles that we've ever had as in, in esports, and it's no one's fault. It really isn't. No, it's just a series of bad events. It was a series of bad events. So it is the uh, third. We're going into our third season, if I remember right. It's mm-hmm. season three. 
And <laughs> we get a mass email sent to not just us, but to students, everybody. Everybody got this admin. Email. Admin. Fortnite. Fortnite is being played and students are exploding. This is about right at the peak of the popularity of Fortnite is when we get this email. Um, and all of a sudden, everybody, I mean, I had like 20 teams being ready to form up. I mean, my guys were going to take over and win. You know, I had nationally ranked players and world ranked players and we were going to win Fortnite. My, my admin, I have to say, didn't care. They're like, go for it. You know, they, they, they were young enough to understand that you know, game, games were not a bad thing, bad reps, whatever, but we were getting it. My, my school was not like that. Your no. school was not like that, no. And I still have that letter. I can pull it up and show, oh, yeah. show yeah. that letter that we got. You should do it. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead and you uh, t- keep telling the folks about what happened while I find that letter. All right, so while well, Ashley pulls that up, we get this letter, and then day two happens. <laughs> It wasn't even 24 hours later do we get an email that says we are not playing Fortnite. We are not. I mean, just just the GHC comes down with a hammer and just destroys the Fortnite dreams of all those above us. I found it. And I get it. I mean, I understand. I mean, when I got the first letter, I thought, well, this has already been approved by the GHSA. Hey, why not? Let's do it. And then it turns out it it wasn't. Not even a little bit. <laughs> like the, the national organization hadn't, hadn't even approved it. The, the national federation hadn't even approved it. So, yeah, that that was a miscommunication. But it, it really did show that there are limits to esports and, and schools right now. Well, specifically high schools, you know, college can kind of get away with a lot more. But I did find that letter. Okay. So, so after the Fortnite fiasco, and it was a fiasco, there were other games. I love this season three brought in like all the rumors of games to come. And we had, it was supposed to be NBA 2K. And Mm -hmm. I'm jokingly blame Adrian for that. Hope Adrian watches this and, you know, shouts back at us. And it's not, he knows it's all in jest, but it was that. And I remember some other fighting game and I can't remember. My students were very, it was, it was kind of a um, smash, a non Nintendo version of smash brothers. And there were others out there floating and, and uh, Madden was hinted about, but not nearly as strongly, but NBA 2K was the big one. I remember my kids were like 2K, 2K, 2K. It was the, again, at the time, a very, a very popular EA game. And we're sitting there trying to figure out what all this was going to be. Some, I thought my, some of my students for some reason thought Clash of Clans was coming because some of the images on the uh, play VS website at the time. I was just going to say, my students thought that Hearthstone was coming at one point, uh, World of Warcraft, which I didn't really know, I guess, um, the Battlegrounds. Yeah, Battlegrounds, I guess, but I didn't see that coming. They thought everything. Honestly, if there was a game out there that they wanted to play, they saw something in those shadowed images. Well, listen, let me me just read it to you. I have it pulled up. All right, go for it. I saved it specifically for my dissertation. For this reason, I knew I was going to do this show in the future. (laughs) Okay, so it was sent on January 24th, 2020. That's the date. Yep. And the subject says esports and the addition of Fortnite. So here it goes. Dear GHSA member schools, I'm writing to inform you of a recent development in esports as well as the shared action being taken by our association and the NFHS network. 
It has recently brought to our attention that our esports partner Play Versus will now be offering the game Fortnite for competitive play in schools. The GHSA has no knowledge of this addition and is strongly against it. I want to personally assure you that we, along with the NFHA network, are proactively taking steps to have this decision reversed. There is no place for shooter games in our schools. Should anybody have any questions, concerns, or need assistance, please do not hesitate to reach me directly. And this is from Dr. James R. Hines, Jr., the executive director of the Georgia High School Esports Association. Yes. Yes, it was <laughs> from Dr. Hines himself. And again, I understand that it's a precarious situation to be put on. Was it in 2020? I thought that was 2019 that they, that they did that. It's dated 2020. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I just won't stay for the second time. And that's when I mean, you know, with everything going on, what is time? I know, right? <laughs> I um, have no concept of time anymore. We've got a future episode. It's called The Season That Is Lost. That season of 2020, spring 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have hard feelings about that, but we're being canceled. But yeah, the only problem I really have, and this is because it's because I'm biased as a gamer, is that shooters have no place in schools. And again, this will be discussed more in detail in a future episode. And I think it just comes down to a, like a misunderstanding of FPSs. I think that's I think really it what it is. It comes down to a misunderstanding of, of the impact of FPSs. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I've always found entertaining is that the being from Southern states like we are, um, not embracing shooting games, we'll embrace guns. I mean, they're all riflery teams. They're, I mean, they're shotgun yeah. teams. Yeah. The uh, JROTC uh, were practicing with their guns in the hallway. Yeah. So uh. don't play with them in, in a virtual environment, but play with them online. Again, all in fun, guys, because we do understand the cons and concerns of all these things. And we're not trying to look for trouble. We're just going to have some fun with it because – you got to laugh at situations. You really do, especially with esports, because as we can tell you, it, it, every game presents a new challenge. And my goodness, for this year, the changes in the number of games, we went from two or three quaint little games, a few people to. Hold on, let's, let's count. We have Rocket League. Yes. League of Legends. Yes. Um, Smite's F- still there. Smite, Smite, FIFA. Uh-huh. Madden. Madden. All right, so that's five. Uh-huh. Um, Super Smash. Yep. Splatoon 2. Maybe. <laughs> and now they've added another one, the Mario Kart. Mario Kart. So we're up to eight games. Up to, and I don't see it slowing down. I mean, I really different think- different systems too. And that's uh that's gonna be a topic for another episode more in detail. But we've got computer games, PS4s, and switches. And here's the thing. When we first started, it was no console at all. There was not going to be consoles. It was going to be PC gaming. I don't think people understand how entrenched they were. They wouldn't even allow cross-play, which at the time was happening. You could play Rocket League on a PS4 or play Rocket League on, on an Xbox and play against someone on a computer. They wouldn't let you do that. I almost, I almost had a disqualification because of that. And I'll just say, and again, we're going to talk about this in a future episode, but the problem, and I think the misconception with introducing console games to public education is the school, like, I, I really can't convince a school to buy me Switches. I can convince no. them to buy me computers. Right, because they can be used for their multi-purpose tools. Mm-hmm. And I, that's one of the, the other issue is network issues. Um, especially with the Switch, it's just not as well supported online 
as say a PC or even a P- the PlayStation system or the Xbox with Microsoft. Yeah, it has better online support. The Switch mm-mm. is mm. Nintendo's online service is notoriously a joke. Yes, that's and, why it only costs twenty dollars a, a year. Right, and as someone who, I mean, I own several Switches, and I've I play a lot of Switch games. I don't play a lot of it online. It's not the basis of gaming. Mm-hmm. So, I will give them this: the games, at least that they've introduced from Nintendo, have been team-based games. Have we used them team-based wise? Future episode discussions on why certain sports are not and are esports. But they did introduce popular games like Smash was very, very popular. And I think it it reached a very diverse group of kids. And uh, Mario Kart will be very popular. uh, Splatoon 2, not so much. I did have a group of kids that played it and they liked it. But it was really hard for me to convince them to play it because they're like, this is like a shooter without it being a shooter. This is a baby shooter. I, that was the problem I kept running into is that if I could get fifth graders to play, Splatoon 2 would have been all over the place. But by the time they get to high school, my group was like, I don't play Splatoon anymore. That's a baby game. And yeah. Now Smash? No. Super Smash Brothers? Everybody loves Smash. Everybody loves Smash. Too many people love Smash. I'm going to say that right now. The other problem is no one thinks they're bad at Smash. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> until, until they run into a couple of a couple of my uh, colleagues who were help, my assistants who helped me out, and they're really good at Smash. Um, the other, that's the other problem I see with Mario Kart. Mario Kart to me, there's nothing. I, again, I love it. I'm glad it I had a lot of kids. But do you know one person who thinks? Well, I do. I know one person who thinks they are bad at Mario Kart. They're all they're all great professional. Right, they're the greatest racers of the ever faced because you know they all get Billy the Bullet and then the blue shell in the background and win the race. So, yeah, no one thinks they're bad at this game. And I'm really worried about that when it comes to some egos and dealing mm-hmm. with egos. But I'm excited that it's bringing other kind of kids. I mean, I've got an all-girl squad coming up. And I'm excited for them. But yeah. I'm also worried because their commitment, it's a party game. Yeah, and that we have a lot of things that are going to be future episodes, like starting a program, keeping kids involved, trying to recruit um, more females because that's like a big problem right now and I can tell you a lot about why that is but again future episodes we're trying to keep this like nice and light and brief but um you know a lot of work goes into these programs like we're doing eight different games and like I'm one person for for my program Nick, Nick's is too so it's like how do you coach eight different grant games that are going on basically all at once at the same time and be administrative like the administrative work i'm setting everything up it's a lot yeah i'm on play v i'm on the play vs website all day long on a match day i mean it, it's it's checking in with coaches especially smash um, with all the work it takes to get it going and i'll get play vs credit they've added a chat feature that have made it easier because they were relying on other things too much but with esports and the role of esports in schools, I kind of I kind of want to tie us up and end it with this, is that we're still in the infancy of this. And we are already at 142, if not more, schools at this point. When you are a state champion in esports right now, you're the state champion of all of Georgia. Not your division, like in every other sport. But it doesn't matter if you've got 200 kids in your building or if you've got 3,500 kids in your building. You're, you're, we're competing against each other. And that is something that hopefully is coming to an end because we are finally growing. Yeah. And I think that's important for people to understand, like, yeah, we've been at this since 2017, 
but like with any policy changes, you know, it's very slow. And we're still like in the infancy stages of esports. Like it, it has a lot of potential to grow very quickly, very fast. And as coaches and people on committees, we just want to make sure that it grows in the right direction for our students. I care about is that my kids have an, a chance at an equal playing ground. And I have concerns, and I think that's where we should end our shows. Three concerns that we both have for the future of esports. And Ashley, why don't you give us some concerns? Um, I'm the major thing I'm concerned with right now is predatory behavior that I've seen with recruiters. And I, I use recruiters lightly. Um, you know, I'll get emails from companies and things about, hey, we're offering scholarships or colleges. And it's like, are you really? Yeah. yeah. Like, are you really interested in my kids or are you just trying to make money off of them? So that's a major concern that I have. Um, I'm also concerned about the lack of regulation in the high school, the amateur and professional, like professional esports, that kind of sets the standards for everybody else. And even now it's still like, it's still wild, wild west, very exploitative, Mm -hmm. exploitative, exploitative. We're good. That word. It's an expert. You know, it's it's (laughs) that word to like professional players. Like I can cite tons of research articles on professional players who signed contracts who later got you know, messed over and things like that. So that's a major concern. And then my third concern would be consoles in high school esports. Like, I'm excited that we've expanded our games, but I'm also very worried because consoles usually only last four to five years. So once this current console cycle is over, what am I going to do? Because I I don't know if I'm going to have the funds to like jump on the next thing, which will also be for another episode is how to fund your program. (laughs) Yes, yes. That definitely fundraising is going to be one of our um that leads to my number one concern, which is what they call I call aging out of games. I, I've always said I think I think we're at the end of League of Legends. If not, we weren't at the almost at the end five years ago. Um, if I could have started this team in 2010, 2011, my groups would have been good, but now it's such a niche market for League of Legends. And I hope they get a boom back. I hope they attract new gamers, but I'm not seeing it on my end. I'm not seeing it in my community. Um, that's one of mine. And I see this with other games like Rocket League. And they just, game gamers, we we don't stay loyal to one game forever. We switch when the new cool thing is out. Mm-hmm. And so even with something like Rocket League, it's just only you know around five years old. You give it two or three more years. Are we going to have to go to Rocket League too? And how do you keep that consistency and call it esports? Because it's not, I mean, are they just going to have to, slowly take out games and add games. And, you know, that's, that's what I see is that's a major issue because once I build up a program, it's now you got to get ready for the next game and it just pushes kids out the door. So that's my first one. My second one is expenses. We have, we're a non-revenue sport. We do, we do not generate revenue ourselves. And I have issues with having to pay fees to play when the games are not provided. Um, some of the models that have changed, that's my other issue is that, you know, again, making money off my kids. And third, and third of all, is making sure that we keep a fair and competitive game environment because I've seen schools where they no longer do esports because they just got blown off the map by some of the bigger teams. And as as one of the big teams on the block out there for Rocket League, I understand. I mean, when you're getting destroyed, actually, 25 to 1, <laughs> 25 to 1 with my Rocket League squad, you may not want to play anymore. You know, um now for our viewers who 
don't know that whole backstory. Uh, I did have a Rocket League team and they thought they were awesome and they thought they were the best. And then they played Nick's Rocket League team and his team wiped the floor with mine 25 to zero. And then they didn't want to play anymore. So that's also another episode for like future well, things not to do. Things not to do. Is- <laughs> I was just going to say how they react to losing. Like that's a big problem, it which is. causes a lot of aggression. And just like, you know, any other sport, you got to teach your kids how to gracefully right. lose, even if it's a shutout match. Well, like I mean, it was. <laughs> okay. The other problem is that it's a competitive imbalance because we shouldn't have been playing each other. I mean, and not, not the, and if, if it was league of legends, you'd have wiped the floor in my team. <laughs> I mean, it's just depends on, you know, what's every school has, what they're going to be good at. Um, unless you're Forsyth County, <laughs> we'll get those shots in later guys over in Forsyth. We're, we're, you're going to be the butt of jokes because you all you're great. No, there's no knocking it. But we're going to make the joke, so play along. And we'll also have um, you on at some we point. We want you on, guys. Yeah, we, you know, yes, we want all we want all the esports coaches on here at different times. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw it out during our our next advisory council meeting, which is soon. Throw out a link and get some coaches out here to have some fun and have some laughs at it. And so that you, the viewer, can get like a, a real understanding of how different programs encounter different problems. You know, location matters, the size of the school matters, funding matters. And we'll, we'll cover all of this in future episodes of the Esports Report. We would also like to encourage our listeners to go to our YouTube page. It is titled the Esports Report. You can find it on YouTube. Also, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or any topics that you would like us to talk about in future episodes, please email us at the esports report hs at gmail.com. Again, that is the T H E esports E S P O R T S report R E P O R T H S at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Please find us, please message us, and our website will be up before you know it, and we're going to have all this going. We want to see how much you want out of us because we are designing our show for you. Because again, our our main goal is just to, you know, make people aware and try to improve esports. Like we want parents, we want coaches, admin, just fans of esports. We just want to help this grow in a great fundamental safe way for the students and the high schools that are involved. And also make sure that we kind of give coverage to things that people may not know about. I mean, how many people know that there's a League of Legends World Series? How many people know that there's a Rocket League Championship Series? I mean, they and so many levels below that. And opportunities for jobs and editing and not just playing the sport, but being involved in the background. There's just so much, so many opportunities, not only for students, but some of our adults who may be listening. So we hope that you guys enjoyed episode one. And I guess uh, this is Ashley Hodge signing off with Nick's. Hey guys, this is the Esports Report signing off saying goodbye. We'll see you hopefully next week. Take care.